Hello, and welcome to the Welligant Woman Podcast, a place for women over 40 who are ready to transform midlife, reimagine what's possible, and make each new decade better than the last. I'm your host, Karen Viesta, certified health and life coach. And after going through my own midlife reinvention, I can honestly say that I now experience more energy, vitality, confidence, and joy than I ever have before. Each week, I'll be sharing information, inspiration, and strategies to help you do the same. Let's get started. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode four. Um, I have to start out really by thanking so many of you for your notes and the messages over social media and for your five-star reviews. I'm so thrilled that this is resonating with so many of you. Um, And I can assure you there's a lot more coming, so hang on for the ride. I think it's going to be a fun one. Um, If you're enjoying the show and you haven't yet done it, please post a review. It really is important in that it allows the podcast to be seen by more women who might really need and want this kind of support and this kind of information. Um, It only takes a moment, and I would so appreciate it. Now, on to today's topic. Last week, I spoke about the unique physical needs of a woman in midlife. But as we know, there's so much more to wellness than just the physical. So as I said last week, there are kind of three components to wellness. One is physical wellness, one is emotional wellness, and then I consider one to be almost spiritual wellness. And and what I mean by that is just, you know, the practices and the, the parts of your lives that allow you to connect, to go inward, and, and kind of follow your intuition. So for some, that might be formal, organized religion that gives you that sense of connection. Uh, for some, it might be a yoga and meditation practice, and for others, might be something else entirely. So that'll be probably a topic of a future episode. But for today, I'd like to focus on emotional wellness, because as we know, this is huge and very connected to the health of our body. Um, A study that was done in 2020 found that approximately 80% of women over 40 struggle with depression and or anxiety to varying degrees during the perimenopausal and menopausal years. That is astounding to me. Um, And as I discussed in last week's episode, part of the reason for that can be and often is physical because Uh, As hormones fluctuate, the feel-good hormones like serotonin and oxytocin decline, and cortisol, which is our stress hormone, rises. So during that period, those perimenopause slash menopause years, um, there is a physical component to this. However, there's also a huge emotional component that we really can't ignore. So we don't need to go very far to see evidence of this. Um, Conversations with our girlfriends probably reveal uh, that many women are pretty unfulfilled at this time in their lives. And when I say unfulfilled, I mean unfulfilled in their personal lives, in their professional lives, in their relationships. Um, Many women at this time just feel generally very lukewarm at best about their life and find it very hard to feel excited about the future. Um, And this is really kind of a stark contrast from what our experience is when we're young, right? When we're young, we really have a future focus. We're always looking forward to the next cool, exciting thing, you know, whether it's we're in school and we're looking forward to after school when we have sports or activities. 
Um, we're looking forward to summer vacations. We're looking forward to driving, to graduation, to going to college, career, family. I mean, we can, we can trace it back. And it seems that we're always focused on kind of the next big exciting thing. But something very interesting happens at midlife because looking forward actually becomes very uncomfortable for many people. We live in a youth-driven culture, a culture that reveres youth, not age. And so it's not surprising that, you know, we see physical changes in our bodies. We lose touch with people. Um, work might become more routine and predictable and perhaps not as exciting anymore. Uh, maybe we're not feeling the same sense of ambition as we did when we were young, professionally. Um, our lives can kind of go on autopilot and we don't seem to be as deliberate in our choices and actions. Um, and so for any number of reasons, we, we just kind of tend to stop looking forward and we start looking back. And in fact, when we look back, we look back with this kind of sense of nostalgia, like, you know, the good old days and, um, and the sense that the best years of our lives, the most exciting years of our lives have passed and will never look or feel as good as we did in the past. That's kind of the, the mindset of many women in midlife. And for our own sake, we must change that narrative. Human beings are designed to grow. Looking backwards will never serve us in a positive way. It doesn't fuel our growth, and it certainly won't create progress in our life. So what do we need emotionally so that we can feel good going forward, so that we can live with a sense of contentment and pleasure and excitement about the future, and so that we can move forward and continue to progress throughout the second half of our lives. Here are eight things that contribute to our emotional well-being at this really important time in midlife. Number one is that we need to feel in control of something. In midlife, it feels as if so many things are outside of our control. And in fact, most things are outside of our control. But there is one thing that is completely within our control. There's only one, but the good news is that this one thing gives us all of our power back, and that is our thoughts. We have complete control over the thoughts we think. You may not have recognized this in the past. I certainly spent many years really not understanding this, but I am here to continually remind you of this and to help you get really good at mastering your thoughts. And when we do, we can finally live our lives by design and not by default. This gives a tremendous feeling of control. Um, the second thing that women need in midlife is a, a set of worthy goals. So many women reach their 40s and just simply stop dreaming. We somehow get onto that hamster wheel of running and running and running and yet not really getting anywhere and part of that is due to the fact that we don't really have a clear destination point in mind. When I speak with women, so many of them will say things like, I don't know what I want, or I just want to be happy. But we don't even necessarily know what that means. Uh, so one of our big emotional needs is to simply know 
what it is that we want. The third emotional need is a future focus. And I mentioned this a little bit earlier, how you know we have this when we're young and then many of us lose it. This is a really important part of emotional well-being, spending time focused on future experiences and future pleasures instead of spending so much of our time thinking about the past and kind of missing the past. Um, and building on that, number four is that we need to have a vision of the next level of ourselves, a vision of ourselves that pleases and excites us, right? And I spoke about this in, um, in episode number two. So if you haven't heard that episode, you may want to go back and listen um, because it really is important. We, we need to have kind of a compelling vision of ourselves and our future. And furthermore, I think when we make decisions, it's really a good idea to sort of consider that next level of us. You know, what would she think? How would she act? That gives us a real sense of empowerment. Uh, number five is a really big one. Make decisions. And again, I, I spoke about this as well in episode number two. So many women at this time feel really stuck. And part of the reason is that many struggle with making decisions. It's a fear response. It's, a, it's completely a fear response. Um, we're afraid of making the wrong decision. But the fact is, there are no right decisions or wrong decisions. There's only a decision. And then it will play out. And if we make a decision and have faith that we're making a good decision, we're making the best decision we can in that moment with the information that we have, if we just trust that however things shake out is how it's meant to be, it really becomes easier to make decisions. It takes a little bit of that fear away. And they don't have to be big decisions. You know, even small ones get us moving. And that's often enough to prevent that feeling of just being stuck. Uh, number six uh, kind of builds upon that because while decisions are important, in and of themselves, they're not enough. We need to be taking action. Action is the fuel. It's what builds momentum in your life. So we have to take action and we have to take action now, not someday. And I'm putting someday in air quotes, um, right? Someday becomes an excuse for us. And we have all done this at one point or another, where you're looking, you know, far in the distance um, and, and just saying, well, someday I'll do this or someday I'll have that. So many women put fun and play and pleasure off until that proverbial someday. And the fact is, rarely are those someday goals ever realized because there's no action component to them, right? So we need to be making sure that when we make decisions, we back those decisions up with action. Number seven, we need passion and purpose, perhaps now more than ever, because that's what provides fulfillment and satisfaction. You remember when you were a kid and you'd be doing something and you would kind of lose all sense of time. You got so immersed in whatever it was. Um, I really believe that this is one of the secrets to staying young. I have a grandmother who lived until she was 103. 
And for a period of time, I, I used to go and have dinner with her once a week. She shared so many of her secrets to living a long and happy life during those dinners. Um, it'll, it'll be a future podcast episode for sure, because I just think there were so many little nuggets that I learned from her. Um, but one thing I will say about her is that right up until the day she died, she was a woman who was full of passion and purpose. She had a lot of interests and she took on a lot of responsibilities, you know, even in her senior building. She ran this club and that club. She just woke up every day with a sense of purpose. And I do believe that that is, you know, one of the big secrets of staying young at heart. And then finally, number eight is probably no surprise, we need a sense of connection. And I don't, I, I'm not merely talking about the kinds of connections we have when we're living or working alongside a lot of people. Um, that's good for sure, but I'm talking about the connections that we have with people who really inspire us, people who are like-minded, people we admire. Um, they just bring something really positive to our lives. My advice to you is find your people. Find those people who stretch you and grow you and provide a real sense of community and connection because that is a huge component of emotional wellness as well. So there you have it. Those are eight things that we need, eight emotional needs we have in midlife. And I'm going to just wrap it up by, by reminding you that if you're looking for a community of women who will inspire you to age powerfully with health and love and confidence and joy, you are in the right place. And I encourage you to visit welligantwoman.com and sign up for the free weekly newsletter because it will be full of articles and recipes and so many other resources for creating an extraordinary life full of both physical and emotional wellness. Have a wonderful, elegant week, my friends. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Welligant Woman podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please don't forget to subscribe. And I'd love it if you would leave a five-star review and share it with others. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you in the next episode.